Back on the Cody Foger Podcast today. Hello, everybody. It's a beautiful Wednesday, and today I wanted to talk about the top five players, for me, the top five new additions to the Colts who I think will have the biggest impact for the team in 2019. And so I thought that this is probably the best time to do it with the Colts kicking off training camp last week. And so let's get right to it. All right, coming in at number five for me is linebacker from Stanford, Bobby Okariki. He was drafted this year by the Colts in the third round. The reason why I think Bobby makes this list for me is because I think a lot of people thought initially when he was drafted that he was going to challenge Anthony Walker for that Mike linebacker spot. And as the weeks have gone on now in training camp, I think from what I've heard, it seems like Walker has distinguished himself from Okariki and has firmly placed himself in that starting linebacker position. Uh, But the reason why he's on my list is because we saw it last year when Walker went down, when Darius Leonard went down a couple games. Uh, The Colts really didn't have a whole lot of depth behind them, and so they were playing guys like Ahmad Thomas, you know, guys kind of off the street, not really heard of. And so I think while he might not necessarily start in 2019, I think that Okariki will see the field a lot. And, you know, in the event that one of those players goes down for a game, uh, the drop-off isn't as huge as it would be last year because Okariki is a very talented player. And something interesting, though, when I was down at training camp last week and I was able to be in the interview with Bobby Okariki, he kind of said that the Colts have tried him out at a lot of different positions. And so um, while I think that Mike Linebacker would probably be the main position that he would be at, um, I could see him playing a little bit of Sam. I could see him kind of just playing wherever the Colts really need him. Uh, and wherever, you know, somebody's down, Bobby Okariki, Okariki sorry, can step right into that role. And so I think he'll see a lot of the field in 2019, and I think that warrants him being on this list at number five. Okay, my number four is cornerback Rock Yassin. He was drafted by the Colts in the second round, the top of the second round. The Colts traded out of their first-round pick, acquired another second-round pick for next year, and they were able to snag the Temple product, and he's a very big player for a corner. He has a pretty good size. I think he's 6'1", about 200 pounds, uh, former wrestler. And uh, the reason why I think I don't have him higher on this list is simply because he's not guaranteed a starting spot with this Colts cornerback group. I would say that this Colts corner group, honestly, is the most deepest position on the team in 2019. And so right now, I would say that Rock Yassin and – Quincy Wilson are kind of in a battle for that number three cornerback position, that slot corner position, which isn't necessarily a starter, but basically plays a lot. And so it's to be determined who's going to win that position battle. Uh, But I think that Yassin will still see the field a good amount, but not necessarily in 2019 do I think he'll have the biggest impact. So that's why I have him at number four. Um, I do think that, you know, obviously when you draft a guy that early, you do envision him being a starter down the road. So I think... Maybe in the, in the coming years, Yassin will certainly be a starter for the Colts, but I think maybe in 2019 he has the potential to not be a super, super impact player, even though he may see the field a good amount. Okay, the number three guy on my list is a guy that the Colts brought over from free agency, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, and that's Devin Funches. And there was a lot of factors that contributed to Funches' season last year, which was forgettable to say the least. Uh, you know, Funches. Had, I think he led the league in drops last year, 
Uh, he had a lot of drops last year, and of course, quarterback his quarterback Cam Newton was injured for part of the year, um, which that doesn't help at all. But I go back to a few years ago before those drop issues really were a major concern, and I think a lot of people in Carolina, and I think even management in Carolina, thought that Funchess was going to be that number one receiver, and he showed a lot of flashes. I think he had a couple years ago over 800 yards, um, and really was primed for a breakout season, and then kind of had a letdown year with them. But I think that he will definitely see the field a lot. Heck, I think he's slated as that number two wide receiver for the Colts right now. I think he'll see the field a lot. I think he offers something that Andrew Luck has really never had in the NFL, and that's a really big red zone target for from a wide receiver. And, you know, he had it last year with Eric Ebron, uh, and you saw when the Colts got down in the red zone, it was basically, we knew where it was going to go. It was going to go to Eric Ebron. And adding another guy like Funchess really, I think, can help excel this Colts offense and really maybe take them to the next level. And again, it all goes back to what, you know, comparing it to Ebron again, uh, a change of scenery. I think that can be really, really good for players. And the reason why I have him number three on my list is because I think it's going to be really good for Devin Funches. I think it's already been really good for Devin Funches, where, you know, he's, yes, he's going to have his share of drops, but I think something that's interesting is that the Colts put their players in position. We saw it last year with Naeem Hines. We saw it last year with going back to Eric Ebron. The Colts don't ask their players who have special abilities to do things that they're not comfortable doing, do things that they're not good at. And Frank Reich's a smart guy. He's going to use Funchess in the red zone. It's kind of obvious. you got a guy that's 6'4", you're going to use him in the red zone. And so I think that with a complement of T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle coming back from injury, Eric Ebron, and then the, the trio of running backs, maybe the quadruple, quadruplets of running backs, uh, I think that it's going to provide Funchess with really, really a good role for the Colts offense in 2019 where he doesn't need to be that number one guy anymore. He's just got to be consistent, and he's just got to get out of his own head sometimes. And so I think Funchess is primed for... Well, it might not necessarily be his best career year. I think he's primed for a very good season in the role that the Colts asked him to take on in 2019. So he makes my list at number three. All right, my number two is a guy that was drafted by the Colts this year, another wide receiver out of Ohio State, Paris Campbell. And the Colts used one of their second-round draft picks on Campbell this year. And something that's interesting with Campbell is he was the fastest wide receiver in the draft. And... Typically, when you think of guys who are super, super fast, kind of burners, you think of guys like T.Y. Hilton where they're not very big players. They're kind of like gadget guys. And, and, but that's not the case with Paris Campbell at all. You know, While he may still be used as that kind of gadget guy, similar to how Naheem Hines was used with the Colts last year, I think that Campbell offers something more. And the Colts have talked about it, and Frank Reich has raved about. Paris Campbell's got that number one receiver height and weight, which I think is really, really important. And I think that's really a rare combination for receivers these days. One thing that Campbell will certainly have to work on is definitely the route running. That was something at Ohio State that they didn't really ask him to do. Um, And that's something that the Colts kind of knew when they drafted Campbell. He's going to need to work on developing all of his routes. And I think that's something that the Colts will continue to work on with him. And I think that's something he'll continue to work on, continue to get better at. But I think that Campbell's going to be used in a lot of very good ways. And I think that the Colts, like I mentioned with Devin Funches, similarly will use him, use Paris Campbell, in different ways to set them up for success. 
And the reason why I have him ahead of Funches is simply because I think he can be used in many different roles than Funches can. And so I think that he'll probably have more all-purpose yards than Funches will. And so that's why I have him at number two on my list. And then finally, for the number one guy on my list, I think it's pretty obvious, that's Justin Houston. As many may remember, in 2014, Houston led the NFL with 22 sacks. And it's interesting because since then, he's really been plagued by a lot of injuries and a lot of inconsistencies. He's still been a very productive player when he's been on the field, but that's kind of been the issue. He hasn't really been on the field a whole lot in the years since then. The reason why Houston's number one on my list is because I think he simply elevates this Colts defensive line from pretty good to very good and very scary simply because the Colts haven't had a guy since Robert Mathis who has really been a guy that offensive coordinators stay up at night trying to figure out how in the world do we stop this guy. Now the key will be health and one thing that I think the Colts are going to do a good job at is not asking Houston to be a three-down player like he was in Kansas City. You know, because in reality, he's 30 years old, he's been injured the last couple years, and I think the Colts are going to be smart about it. And they have a lot of other guys who I think can contribute to this defensive end position. You know, guys like Kamoko Ture, you know, guys like Ben Banagu, guys like al Muhammad, even guys like Jabal Sheard. And simply because of his presence, I think it'll allow the other pass rushers to really get after the quarterback a lot more because I think offensive coordinators will decide we are not going to let Justin Houston beat us. We're going to double-team him, and then it's going to really give guys like Jabal Sheard and some of the younger guys more of an opportunity to really go one-on-one with guys and get more sacks, get more rushes. And so I think that it just adds an element that the Colts have been lacking on defense for so many years. But again... The key is going to be health for Justin Houston. So he makes my list at one simply because I think that he is a potential game wrecker for offenses. And I think that he completely changes the whole dynamic of the entire Colts defensive line group. So I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on my list. And if I left anybody off that you think will have a big impact, I'd love to hear from you guys. But thank you guys for listening and go Colts!